Hello and welcome to Mom Jovi, the podcast where my mom and I talk about Bon Jovi. I'm Kevin. And I'm Jill. In this episode, we're going to be discussing the most recent Bon Jovi album at the time of recording, This House Is Not For Sale. This album was released on November 4, 2016, um, although we'll be listening to the 2018 reissue of the album, which has two additional tracks. Um, John said, the record is about our integrity. Integrity matters, and we're at a place in our career where we don't have anything left to prove. Some songs might have a little more of the chip on my shoulder sound, which is okay for us to have right now. This is the album where Hugh McDonald and Phil X were officially made band members. Um, I assume that it has something to do with the Mercury. Yeah, that could be. I always wondered why Hugh contract. wasn't like in the pictures and yeah. listed and all that. This song, the first track, is also the title track. Um, it was written by John Bon Jovi, Phil X, John Shanks, and Billy Falcon. I think it's all right. Um, just all right? Because <laughs> yeah. it was really good. It kind of goes back to, the, for me, the old Bon Jovi songs, of course. Um, and I kind of like the lyrics in there, although, do you think this is talking about the United States or about his home? Or uh, I, I mean, not his actual home. Oh, the band? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. He just says this album's about integrity. It's about swimming. Just because we keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, and I I don't know. Some of the lyrics, like, there's no wish in the well. I kind of like those kind of things. That particular line showed up in uh, some track or, or another on uh, on Burning Bridges. Ah. There's wish, wish, no wish in the well. I think that was in it's What the Water Made Me or something. Oh, okay. Or yeah. was that? Was that? remember i don't know it just seemed that caught me and maybe it's because i heard it before then on the other yeah song. so so if they're talking about the band then it's all about the cracks and the problems and issues but they're still them yeah it's saying outside the sky is cold black the streets are on fire so like the world's kind of uh messed up and even the house itself is beginning to, to crack but it's their house and it's not for sale um, it's interesting that in the chorus he sings, I set each stone and hammered each nail. This house is not for sale. To hear John uh, claiming so much um, credit for the band's existence and success and stuff. But yeah, I've heard him in interviews before. He talks about uh, that he's the quarterback and he makes all the decisions and he has to be the leader. I think we've talked about that before. Yeah, he definitely seems like um, a kind of a controlling person. And yeah. A perfectionist, as we mentioned, and a workaholic. Yeah. But um, he also, like, he definitely didn't build this thing alone. No. Like, the first two Bon Jovi albums are not good. <laughs> and then they brought up Desmond Child. <laughs> yeah, and it got better, yeah. Suddenly they're the biggest band in the world. Yeah, yeah. Have you looked at the album cover with the house on it? Yeah, that, there's, a, there's actually, like, a story behind that. It's kind of, of an interesting picture, of course, but also, you know, the other albums. Not necessarily the last one, because it didn't have anything on it, but mm-hmm. usually it's got that heart with the knife through it. Right. Well, actually, interestingly, um, uh, what about now is actually the first album to feature. Oh, it is. That the the the, the dagger heart logo, huh. unless you count the greatest hits album. Right. I guess I thought that was always. Oh, wow. No, they never. They, they've never put that on album. Huh. 
<laughs> it just hits in a variation of it on, on, uh, on uh, what about now? But yeah, so it says the album artwork is a black and white image by photographer Jerry Yulesman and depicts a house anchored by deep roots. John Bon Jovi became inspired by the image when he saw it several years prior to the recording of an album. I think he saw it in like a magazine or something. Um, according to Bon Jovi, it was the inspiration for the album's title track. Instead of the image, that picture told our story. Now it's our album cover. Um, the picture is interesting because the house, of course, is kind of beaten up, but the roots are huge. Yeah. Roots like a, like a tree would have or whatever. Yeah. This song is called Living with the Ghost, written by John Bon Jovi and Phil X. Um, I don't like this one very much. I don't understand a lot of it, mm -hmm. as far as the lyrics go. I think the music is kind of decent, but um, and I kind of like how they get all quiet in the middle and then build it back up, but it's not that memorable to me. You know, a lot of the lyrics in, in it seem kind of like, I don't know, something that I don't quite understand. Um, yeah, I don't know. The song's just about, like, moving on from the past. Yeah, I got the gist of the um, story. Just some of the lyrics. Yeah, there's some, uh, some, I don't know, kind of convoluted metaphors, I guess. Yeah. Some more, like, uh, reused stuff, too, like, um, We Were Firing Gasoline. That's from the previous Bon Jovi song. Yeah. bit about scars and stars that sounds familiar yeah it's a little interesting but not that great yeah it's, it's the chorus is so long it's got so many like lines in it just it is it lines. is pretty long just seems odd odd choice and the bridge the part i understand at least is the bridge um with this this bit about a dream um, uh, it says he says last night I had it. I mean, I, I am. Uh, it says last <laughs> night I had this dream. I saw a man wash his feet in the church holy water. He worked up to his knees from his neck, from his arms to his neck. Said, "I'm in over my head." He was crying, trying to get some relief. Lord, I'm just trying to get some relief. I had this dream. That man was me. Yeah. Um, it's wild to me how much like those last two lines at the end do so much to just uh, explain very uh, clearly and directly what the rest of the bridge was about I guess yeah sort of like to directly spell out like oh no I'm talking about me here right a bit yeah. like I don't know maybe not trusting your audience or something um, but at the same time I don't really get what the dream itself is meant to communicate um a guy, I guess, baptizing himself, saying, I mean, over my head. I don't. Yeah, I guess that's probably just trying to find, like, forgiveness and hope. Yeah. In that sense. And I don't know who the you is in. I wrote each word. You gave the toast. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. I 
this dream that man was me The song is called Knockout. It's written by John Bon Jovi, Phil X, and John Shanks. Um, it's okay. And of course, I really like it. I like the um, whole thing, actually, except for the boom, boom, boom part. I don't like them singing that. I'd rather they do it like they did at the end where they just did the drum. Hmm. I'd rather he was doing the drum. Kind of reminds me of um, Bounce. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the boom, boom, boom part, that's, that's actually very interesting to me because, like, obviously we've mentioned before, John likes to reference other songs. Right. But it's very weird for me to hear him referencing, like, a hip-hop song. Uh, Here Comes the Boom, I believe, is a song by Nelly. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's Nelly. Um, and so in addition to that, the phrase throwing down also seems uh, oddly... Um, current for, for Bon Jovi. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if maybe that's John Shanks is doing or what. It doesn't seem like a reference. Neither of those seem like references that John would reach for. Right. I, yeah, it doesn't seem like that. Again, it has a long chorus. Yeah, this one, it didn't bother me on that one. Like it's a little more manageable because the lines themselves are shorter. Yeah. Also in the, in the credits, it says, this is your life, which kind of reminiscent of it's my life right i guess the message is you know go out there obviously and live i think it's a little weird the part where you're saying i'm giving you the finger and sticking out my chin i don't that whole pre-chorus is weird to me <laughs> um, it's kind of that have a nice day feel yeah but more more explicit called Labor of Love. It's written by John Bon Jovi, Phil X. Phil X again. I don't know if that's just a typo on Wikipedia, but it says Phil X's name here twice. Um, John Shanks and Billy Falcon. I assume that Phil X that was a mistake. But, um, I don't like this one. <laughs> why, why not? Um, let's see. I think it's weird how chorus is just like it's a full-time job the work's never done 24 7 it's labor love it's about like working hard at a relationship or whatever right but the verses are just all about doing it yeah i don't get it is he saying that like like the doing it's like a chore well i i think that maybe it's not all about doing it i think a it could just be about it. the day-to-day relationship business I mean, okay. 
Smokestack don't blowing. There's a fire in the sky. Fear and height rising up higher than high. Pressure's building up. Sparks are going to fly. That could be just about a fight. I know where this is going. <laughs> I think it's about doing it. Yeah, it could Sweet be sweats rolling down the middle of your spine. Bodies move together. Perfect rhythm that's and time. That's about doing it. Babies say my name. I'll write I know that's about doing sky. it. <laughs> higher than a rocket on the 4th of but July. But the other one could have been about being in a fight. I think if, if the getting a bit is about a fight and not about doing it, it's about a fight that leads to doing it. <laughs> okay, all right, okay. Um, but like the music part's good. Do you like the music part of it? No. Oh. I find it very boring to listen to. Oh, I thought it was a little long, but it, I don't think it's something I would like switch off because I hate it. In terms of like, yeah, in terms of actual length, this is the longest song we've heard from this album so far. Five, five minutes. Five minutes long. Um, even the, okay, this verse starts out in a way that doesn't seem like it's about doing it. Only fools count treasure in silver and gold. I don't want for nothing that these hands can't hold. Okay, that's a little bit. If you need something done, put it on the list. And if I need some sugar, I'll get it from your lips. Well. That's just the give and take of a relationship. I don't know. Lips <laughs> in particular. That's very strong connotations. Um, taste of your lips every night, every day. Okay, I know okay, curve, okay. But it's never the same. Okay, okay. Love is a fire. I'd go down in those flames. Yep. It's a good song. But then the chorus is just, it's a full-time job. The work's never done. 24-7, it's a labor of love. Yeah, that can be more about just, like, people give up too easy. you got to keep working at relationships. Baby, this ain't working. It's a labor of love. Now let's get back to doing it. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Mom. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> for a song that's, like, so lyrically explicitly about doing it, it's a very unsexy song. Okay. That's what I'll say. I think John's voice sounds pretty bad on on Labor of Love. No, see, I thought there were parts of it where it was really good. Mm. Not the whole thing, but some part of it was really clear and melodic. If you were born again tomorrow. This song is called Born Again Tomorrow. Um, it's written by John Bon Jovi, Phil X, John Shanks, and Billy Falcon. Um, I like this one okay. Lyrically, it's kind of eh, but musically, I find it it's, it's like it's upbeat and the guitar sounds nice and um, I don't mind it. I probably wouldn't choose to listen to it over like other Bon Jovi songs that I like better. But yeah, I like it. I think it's um, I guess it would definitely listen to it. I think it's got kind of that old time feel again, but. I don't know why I keep reaching back for that, but um, I think it's a little bit hard for me because I think everybody lives their lives with summer regrets, and that's what he's asking you if you're going to chow out your pages and relive every moment. But it is also about the positive thing about going forward, so I like that. I do like the guitar on this one, too, a lot. Um, yeah, it's... But nothing that memorable, huh? Great. Yeah, it's all right. It's... Decent. Yeah, it's okay. This song is called Roller Coaster. It was written by John Bon Jovi, Phil X, Chris Stefano, who also co-wrote one of the songs on Burning Bridges, and Ashley Gorley, who um, is also a mostly country 
songwriter. Ah. Um, I haven't personally, I don't recognize any of these titles of any of these songs she's written, but um, it says she's written 40 number one singles and has over 300 songs recorded by well-known artists. Mm. So, you know, she's uh, she's she's doing the work. Yep. <laughs> um, and, and quite successfully, it seems like. Um, I like this song okay. I like this song okay. <laughs> I really like it. Yeah, it's like it's it's not a bad song by by any means. Um, it's it's catchy and upbeat and um, but at the same time though it like it reminds me a lot of like um, both lyrically and melodically it reminds me a lot of um, the middle by Jimmy World. Yeah. And um, thematically of course. And then also the melody of the chorus reminds me a lot of I'm Yours by Jason Mraz, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I have to dock at some points for not being a particularly original song, but then again, yeah, this is Bon Jovi we're talking about. Yeah, I, I think it's a little bit unusual for Bon Jovi, just that whole, I don't know, kind of comes, well, here we go, it kind of goes up and down, and that's yeah. what I was going to say, which is like a roller coaster, but... Um, I like the message behind it. I kind of, I just like it. I like it. I would listen to it lots, I think, on this album. In fact, I think of all the songs so far, this is my favorite so far. Um, yeah, I definitely enjoy listening to it the most of anything I've heard on this album, but also, I don't know, it's just like, it reminds me of other songs too much for me to really get into it. Yeah. song is called New Year's Day. It's written by John Bon Jovi, Phil X, and Billy Falcon. Um, the first thing that stands out to me about it is that, of course, um, New Year's Day is the title of a U2 song. So, you know. <laughs> that, the first thing that stood out to me is I wonder if this was in the movie New Year's Eve that he was in. I don't think so, because this song came no. out like six years after right. this movie did. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think this was that great. Yeah, it was pretty boring. Um, so really, if you can't hold a candle to the U2 song. No. I can't even... I don't like really that he does I'm singing Carpe Diem and then it's I'm saying Seize the Day. Everybody knows that. Yeah. But it had to rhyme with New Year's Day. Yeah. So anyway, not, not that great. the grass grow outside my window. Sha-la-la. Feels very low effort. Yeah. This song is called The Devil's in the Temple. It's written by John Bon Jovi, Phil X, and Billy Falcon. Uh, it's very hard for me to believe that this song was written before Donald Trump was elected, but it was. It's crazy. I think I think it's about Trump. <laughs> there's like, there's no way that's possible. Unless John was sure that Donald Trump was going to win. Which I didn't think so, because nobody thought so. I mean... Okay. Some people did. Some people did, but I mean, like, 
he was campaigning campaigning for Hillary and stuff. So, um, but it seems so. Maybe just because of all this stuff, I don't know. Obviously, this is the thing, though. It's it's when obviously our first reaction is like, oh, this is about Donald Trump. But I don't think it is a because of the timeline, but also b because certain lyrics don't fit. Well, there are some sort of certain lyrics that do not. Fit. Um, like saying this was a church, a house full of prayer, or like they keep referring to look what they've done to this house of love. I don't think anyone would have described the White House as a house of love. But the the bridge where it says like, "Devil's in the temple, he's making a mess." Got the Mona Lisa, got his hands up her dress. The gun is in his hand. He ain't gonna confess. He lies. That sounds very like it's about Donald Trump. Yeah. But also Mona Lisa, that's in France. I don't know. It's 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 hard to tell if if the song isn't about Donald Trump. It doesn't totally make sense that it is. I'm not sure what it is about. Yeah, I guess um, some of it could be some of the stuff we were learning about the you know some of the Catholic Church stuff. Maybe I don't know. There's lots of terribleness in every. There's thieves at the altar, a snake wears the crown, handing you coal, swearing it's gold. Again, sounds very like it's about Donald Trump, and yet there's almost no way it could be. Yeah, because it's kind of like Trump is burning down the place, so. And, like, John John has always insisted that the music of Bon Jovi is apolitical. Right. Which is, of course, absurd. Right. But um, that's, that's, I think, mostly a business concern. But there, there are songs where, very clearly, some politics are... I mean, a of all, like any any artwork has politics built into it because it's made by a human being who has their own right. personal politics. There's no way to Certainly. avoid it. Even things that most people would probably point to as like not being political. Yeah, I actually have very strong political messages. Like a lot of people would watch, say, a film like Iron Man, and say like, "Well, this isn't this isn't very political," mm-hmm. but it comes with a lot a lot of certain political assumptions about what's good in the world and things like that, which which are are political assumptions, I think. Yeah, I think people can't help that. Um, right. And yeah. I like this song. Yeah, I like it too. Um, I think it's probably the strongest one I've heard on this album so far. This song is called Scars on This Guitar, written by John Bon Jovi, Phil X, Billy Falcon, and Brett James, who, uh, of course, previously collaborated with Bon Jovi on, uh, well, on Lost Highway, and I think one other song after that on The Greatest Hits or something like that. Um, John's voice sounds nice on this song. Yeah, I really like his voice on here. Of course, I'm missing a little bit the harmony part with Richie. I mean, the person, whoever does it, I don't even know is fine but this song especially could have heard Richie in there with the because I that was one of the best things about those two singing together as a harmony as I've said before for sure um I find the song a little boring I do like some of the like um I think it's a synth playing there's some yeah. nice synth tones that yeah kind of a classic feel to them um it's kind of a classic love song about a woman that gonna stick with him yeah 
There's a good times and bad. Oh, and that whole, um, all the lyrics, you know? Yeah. The one thing that kind of sticks out as a little different is that when it says she offers no forgiveness because she likes to make it hurt. Yeah. It makes me wonder if maybe the she is not a woman who's sticking with him, but again, uh, as he sometimes does, is referring to his audience. Right. Which then, that's the other thing this reminded me of was Bed of Roses. Right. Um, Bed of Roses is a much better song than this, though. Yeah. I liked it though. It wasn't awful. It's not terrible. It's just at the very least, I could listen to a better version of the same thing by the same band, probably. Yeah. But anyway. Some blood under my nails, I got some mud on my face. This song is called God Bless This Mess. Um, it was written by John and Phil. Oh, it's pretty good. I think it's okay. It's a, obviously a little cliche, like, yeah, they can be sometimes. Musically, it's a little more interesting to listen to than some of this other stuff. A lot of like, it starts out with no, just John's voice. And then the band comes in, and there's another part later where it drops out. Yeah, and that I'm seems pretty unusual for this band. Kind of a sucker for things like that. Um, I like, <laughs> I like the line, "My voice is shot. I'm going gray." Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. John does wear his hair gray now. Yeah. And uh, his voice. I mean, I've this album. His voice has been pretty iffy on it. Like, yeah. There are some songs where it's good, and some songs where it is rough. Yeah. Um. But you know, that's he's been using it pretty strenuously for like 30 years right and he's old yeah it can't be helped right sometimes i do wonder why like john just doesn't doesn't just uh retire i'm sure he could just live off the slippery wet money for the rest of his life well yeah certainly he could he doesn't need money but um i think he's one of those people that can't not do it yeah i hope he stops though before it gets really bad yeah i mean yeah um. What else? The lyrics are kind of interesting on some of other verses and the. Yeah. Oh, there's something about um, "Don't Cry for Me" on the life of the party that reminds me of one of the Burning Bridges songs. Yeah. I'm not sure which one? Yeah. Um. The howling doomsday dogs are snapping at your feet. I hear this guy's cracked, but it won't admit defeat. Treasure Chest of Rags, that's another, that reminds me of um, Burning Bridges as well. Yeah. Because Rich is just rags. Yeah. Yep. I like it. I like the song. It's just a little long. It's not bad. Um, how long is it? It's three minutes and 23 seconds. I guess it's not really all that long. <laughs> no. The two five-minute songs on this one are the ones I like the least. I think yeah. Bon Jovi as a band needs to get more comfortable with brevity. Yeah, cause I think so. part of what I enjoyed so much about Burning Bridges was it was 40 minutes long. Yeah. It was better. Yeah. It was just tighter. Yeah. 
This song is called Reunion. Uh, it was written by John Bon Jovi and Phil X. Uh, according to my notes, it was written um, after John received an honorary doctorate from Rutgers University. Um, so he's Dr. John Bon Jovi? Well, you're not really supposed to call people with an honorary doctorate doctor. Okay. Ah, I like this song. Yeah, it's not bad. It's a, you know, it's a graduation song. Um, and a little, I would say, a little cliched in that respect. Yeah. Um, especially uh, a line that struck me right at the end there was uh, a reference to a fork in the road, yeah. which, of course, immediately reminded me of uh, Good Riddance, Time of Your Life by Green Day, which is not a graduation song, but is often used as mm-hmm, such. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, it's not that it's not that deep or anything, but I just I like the message. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not a bad song. It's listenable. Uh, I probably won't revisit it because um, I'm not going to be graduating from anything anytime soon. But <laughs> it could just be used for the next phase of life sometimes. Hmm. Yeah, you know how you have reunions for things other than your high school. Well, I thought that was more like a reunion at, with the after you die with the people that you've loved along the way. Maybe. I don't know. It seems like it's almost like lyrically just a straight up valedictorian speech. Yeah. Um, so, you know. It's fine. There was a line in here that confused me about reunion. Um, Hold your head high like Harry, give him hell. And I was like, what is that a reference to? Who's Harry? Apparently it's Harry Truman. Oh, yeah, right. I didn't know that at all. Yeah. Uh, it seems yeah, like he, an odd reference to throw in there. He he did that give him hell thing. Yeah, I don't... At first I thought it was about the Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah, Dirty, Dirty Harry, that was yeah. where my went to at first. Yeah. Don't totally understand why he's referencing Harry Truman here. Um my second thought, because of my age, actually, was um, after a dirty hair, it's like, maybe it's Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but that doesn't make sense. I just don't, I don't know. I think of Harry Truman as kind of a monster. Well, yeah. But, um. Well, what was he referencing when he was like, give him hell? What was that speech about? I don't know. When I search Harry, give him hell, it's like, give him hell, Harry is a biographical play in 1975 film written by playwright Samuel Gallio. Uh. <laughs> so I don't know. What were the Give Him Hell Harry speeches? I should know that. Um, it says, during a speech in Washington, Truman was attacking the Republicans, and during a speech, a supporter yelled out, Oh, yeah. Give him hell, Harry. And Truman replied, I don't give them hell. What? I don't give them hell. I just tell the truth about them, and they think it's hell. There we go. Um, so a little history lesson right there. Harry would say that he doesn't give them hell. So.
let us make you feel at home. Come on up to our house, I will leave the porch light. So in the original track listing of the album, this would be the closing track. It's called Come Up To Our House, uh, written by John, Phil, and John Shanks. Um, it definitely sounds like a closing track. Uh, kind of reminds me of, I don't know, Randy Newman or Billy Joel. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like it. Um, I can almost hear it as like the theme song to a sitcom or something. Yeah. It's all right. Do you think it's interesting that it says, come on up to our house instead of come on over to our house? I don't know. Probably just depends on the geography. Yeah, if you're going north, for sure. It's usually when I say to people, come on over, mm -hmm. it's about up or down. But that's neither here nor there, probably. I just like the whole sentiment and kind of a catchy song, but maybe not that great. It's mm -hmm. not bad. Um, Any lyrics stand out to you? The Porch Light On is a country song somebody did, kind of famous about leaving the porch light on. I can't remember that, hmm. but that's what it reminded me of. And then the other part. Um, oh, we were introduced to strangers and now we're leaving as friends. It's pretty cliche, but again, it's Bon Jovi. This song is called When We Were Us. It was written by uh, John Bon Jovi, Phil X, and John Shanks. I like it pretty good. I like it. It kind of reminds me of Bruce Springsteen for some reason. Yeah, that the background music really yeah. did. And even just kind of the, the melody of the chorus yeah. and the way he sings it. Yeah. It's kind of Brucey. Um, lyrically, it's not anything special. But, uh, and like the title and the refrain kind of reminds me of, um, the When You Were Beautiful. Like, yes. Seems like. Yeah, that's kind of the same idea. I think. I mean, it's a different sentiment. Um, it's nostalgia for authenticity rather than beauty. Yeah, true that. Yeah, I, you know, the lyrics aren't anything special, but the song's pretty catchy to me. And yeah, I enjoy listening to it. I don't mind it. Pretty good. Yeah.
this song is called Walls, and um, as we mentioned, it was released in 2018. Uh, so it's probably the most overtly political song John has written since um, Dry County. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I mean, it was written by John, uh, Phil, and, and John Shanks. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I enjoy this song. I like, um, you know, it kind of reminds me of the stuff that like Blue October was doing a few years ago. It's like it's kind of reminiscent of that musically. Um, and then yeah. I just I, I enjoy how overtly politically radical John is being in these lyrics. Yeah, um, sometimes I guess he just can't anybody can't take it anymore and have to make your point. Which, now of course, course, oh go ahead. I just uh, that I agree with that message and that I know that building bridges tear down walls is a pretty famous phrase that yeah. happens over and over. But I like the song, like the beat and the music and how it. Yeah, and um, see, this is the thing though about the song to me is is there is, I think of John knows that a big part of his fan base is conservative, especially because how much he courted the country music audience in the Lost right. Highway era. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there is a certain amount of plausible deniability built into the lyrics of these songs, or the, of this song specifically, uh, in that. Uh, the argument could be made that the walls in this song are a metaphor yeah. for the way people are just divided from each other, or whatever. And he's not directly referencing the border wall, right, or whatever, because he doesn't he doesn't name that specifically until um, you watch the video. Well, yeah, the video is much more overtly political than, than the song is. Yeah. Even even yeah. like they're just constantly showing images of um, like there's a picture of a sign that says "Justice for Philando Castile." Yeah, and there's a lot of anti. NRA stuff in the video. Yep, there's um, the women's marches in there. There's references, I think, to like Antifa too, smashing things yeah. and stuff. Um, well, and I and then of course there's in the video the picture of the border wall slap thing. Yeah, there is. Yeah, an image of it. Yeah, for sure. Overall, I was I was pretty disappointed with this album. Um, yeah, I kind of was Burning too. Bridges, I thought it would be a lot better. Uh, there are some good songs in there. Uh, but, but like, Burning Bridges was such a like enjoyable and refreshing listen compared to the stuff my Joey's been doing lately. Um, yeah, I, I overall like this is an album I didn't buy right off. I bought a couple of the songs, but I got a little from the last few albums. Bec- after Richie left, I was a little more just picking out the songs instead of getting the whole album. But I like quite a few of the songs on on this one. Yeah, I mostly just like Roller Coaster, Devils in the Temple, um, and then then, uh, When We Were Us and Walls. Those ones I like the best. So that's it for This House Is Not For Sale. Um, at the time of recording, uh, all we know uh, in terms of what comes next is that if it seems like there's demand for more episodes, we might end up doing 
a season about the solo albums or the the movies. rarities, the uh, movies. Yeah, the movies, the the John Bon Jovi movies. Yeah, this um, album, I think, you know, for it today to be as number one and brings them in still the huge crowds for concert goers. It'll be interesting to see what they come up with next. Yeah, um, it seems like just if Bon Jovi releases an album, it will debut at number one. Yeah. It doesn't seem like there's anything they can do about that. Right. Um, They've got generations of fans now, so they're going to still be able to make it. I just hope they can end on a good note and not keep going past their prime. Uh, I think the argument could be made they have gone <laughs> long past their prime. I knew you were going to say that. Um, yeah, I'd be interested to hear what's next, too, I guess. Um, I still kind of stand by my question of why doesn't John retire? He doesn't need to keep doing this. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I can also understand not wanting to feel complacent. Um... But yeah, if you want us to keep doing this, let us know by emailing us or leaving an iTunes review. Um, you can email us at momjovipodcast at gmail.com. Um, that's everything, I guess. I really don't know how to end this. It's I don't know what I expected to get out of this podcast. A chance to hang out with your mom. Well, yeah. Um, but... but I guess I thought there'd be more hidden gems in the Bon Jovi discography, which there are. We found some. Um, for sure, there are some. Um, not as many as I would have hoped, I guess. Yeah, I think probably the um, hits or the ones that have made it pretty were pretty far up the charts are, are their best songs. Yeah, pretty much. Um... There's some interesting stuff buried deep in some of these albums, but nothing that can hold a candle to living on a prayer or anything like that. Um, so, until next time, um, keep on Bon jovi I don't know. <laughs> Can't think of a good catchphrase. How about um, tear down walls? Sure, build more bridges and tear down walls.